the truth is out there. But these two goofballs aren't likely to find it. You're listening to Half Cut Conspiracies. It was it was an interesting first trip to Vegas is like what you would think a trip to Vegas <laughs> is like. Uh, but it was super fun. And uh, now my brother and sister-in-law live in Vegas. Yeah. They, they're entertainers there. So I get to go there uh, as often as I can and yeah. would like. And I'm hoping that soon I can book a trip there. We still, we still need to visit together sometime. Yeah, we need to go to that atomic bomb cafe or mm-hmm. whatever. I'm down for that. I'm, I'm, I'm due for a trip to Vegas. Oh, hey, how are you doing? Oh, <laughs> caught you off guard there, you eh? You did. Oh my God, you come up behind me. Yeah. Ah, scary person. What are, you, uh, what are you up to? We're just, uh, you know, making a podcast or something. Pull up a chair. If you would like, grab some uh, some old English. OE. Yeah. You can drink it out of the bottle in a paper bag. Which or... is not what we're doing. We've poured it into a uh, a nice beer glass. And we're even splitting this 40-ounce bottle because I think I'm afraid it would do me in. Yeah, it's a lot of malt liquor. Yeah. And it's tough to drink, it's not going it, it's to like, It's like drinking a loaf of bread. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and on top of that, we are also sipping on some gin and juice. Yes. Sp- particularly uh, diet cranberry pomegranate juice. Because I'm diabetic and would like the less sugar. And also, the spirits told me I need more pomegranate. Yes. And for those that don't understand that reference... <laughs> then probably nobody does at this point. Yeah. Uh, we um, we won, or I guess we got, got a grant from Tell Us Story Hive to produce a Myths and Mysteries uh, video version of Half Cut. Yeah. And uh, part of that was a tarot card reading where Todd was told that he needs to have more vitamins or something. More pomegranates, <laughs> more pomegranate. maybe, vitamins, something. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we just wrapped up the production of this show. It's going to end up airing on Tell a Story Hive in the fall. Um, three episodes all around 30 to 40 minutes. It was a really fun and exciting process and a little bit different from what we do here. And uh once it's available on, on TELUS, we'll tell you all about it. Yeah, it was a super cool experience. Glad we did it. Hopefully we can get, you know, more experiences like that and more grants thrown our way. That would be awesome. Mm-hmm. But back to Half Cut Conspiracies. Mm-hmm. We're, we're drinking why, why are we drinking OE and Well, I don't know why you're juice. asking me because this was your idea. Yeah, it was my idea. I think we mentioned it in the other episode too. <laughs> we are doing the Tupac murder conspiracy yeah so for those who don't know tupac shakur is a was was yeah yeah, sorry god rest his soul he was a hip-hop rap artist uh in the 90s and he was pretty influential his career only lasted seven years as a rapper but he is one of the top grossing or top selling hip hop artist of all time. Mm -hmm. He sold over 75 million records. He's among the top 25 all time sellers. And there's only two other hip hop artists that have outsold him. And do you want to guess who those two artists are? Uh, Kanye. No. Get another guess. Was Kanye one of them? No. Okay. So what does that tell you? Like he's like Kanye's not even sold as much as him. 
name another. I'm not even sure if Kanye is a hip hop artist. I think so, for sure. Uh, I don't know who. Okay, Jay Z and Eminem. So they are the only two other like hip hop artists, according to whoever counts these records that are sold. Those are the only two that have outsold him, and he has been dead since ninety something or other. Uh, <laughs> Doing the research, uh, yeah. here. I have it somewhere on here. September thirteenth, nineteen ninety-six. There a, we go. This is interesting because this month is actually the twenty-fifth anniversary of his death. <gasps> it's like it was meant to be that we were doing this. Yeah, exactly. Uh, four days ago, twenty-five years ago, twenty-five wow. years and four days ago. So I, I've always been fascinated by this too. So I, as I was telling uh, Todd earlier, I grew up. My brother used to listen to hip hop, R and B, rap um, when I was a kid. Uh, he was eight years older than me, so I was always listening to like older music than I should have been. And Tupac and Biggie Smalls, uh, the the you know they were just records that he played. So I just I always liked Tupac's music. Uh, it was hardcore gangster stuff. This was when gangster was actually gangster. Like they were rapping about stuff that happened in their daily lives. That was like, you know, having to kill someone or running from the yeah, cops or yeah. whatever. Now I feel like they're rapping about like, oh, I'm so rich. I've got a really fancy car and a nice house. And so it's, I don't know. The, the yeah, but they were also shooting each other back then too. Yeah. So, so Tupac is big. We'll get into this a little later. He was basically the one who kind of one of the influential gangsters uh, or rappers that started that East Coast versus West Coast rivalry. So let, let's start from the beginning, give you a little background about well, Tupac. Well, let me, let me like first come in with my experience with Tupac, which okay. is about none. <laughs> and I think, I think part of that is because of the whole gangster rap thing. I think, uh, you know, I like when I'm listening to music sometimes to be able to sing along with the music, right? And I don't know... Even as a younger person, maybe particularly as a younger person, I'm not sure that I would have felt super comfortable singing along to like people dropping N words. I mean, right? they didn't always drop the N words. No, I'm not saying and they you always didn't have to sing. You them. didn't have to, but like yeah. I don't know. I just feel like a lame white guy going like da 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 da. da, da. Oh my N word friends. Da, 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 yeah. <laughs> Uh, it was like the whitest sounding rapper ever. And then the, there's the other side of like this whole feud thing, right? Where like if I wanna if I wanna favor uh, Tupac over somebody else, I don't want it to be like a potentially violent thing. Like I, I'm a, I can go and listen to like I can go tell somebody like I like Pink Floyd without having to worry that like. Phil Collins is going to go and like <laughs> whack David Gilmore as part of some like feud b between prog rock bands, right? Like it's a much more peaceful experience. All right. So we, we clearly grew up with different tastes in music. Yeah, for sure. So just a little bit about Tupac though, because he wasn't always so gangster from his, uh, his upbringing. He was born in East Harlem, New York City, June 16th, 1971. And he was actually born months after his mom was acquitted of 150 charges of conspiring against the U.S. government. Wow. So, and th this is a trend in his life. I mean, okay, so I say he wasn't so gangster from the beginning, but he did have a lot of, I guess, his like his family was very... 
active against the man and uh like his his stepfather spent four years uh on the fbi's top 10 most wanted fugitives and his somewhere in here uh i've got that his aunt and his godfather were wanted by the fbi or the police uh because they were part of the black panthers but his so his family moved from new york to baltimore in 86 where he was enrolled in the Baltimore School of the Arts. And so he was into acting, poetry, jazz, even ballet. And he performed in many Shakespeare plays, and he was in The Nutcracker as the Rat King. Oh. So he was, like, he was, you know, doing pretty well in, in, as a young child uh, growing up. He actually, at that school is where he met Jada Pinkett. And so, you know, Jada Pinkett Smith. Uh, yeah, they, yeah. Were, they were, like, best friends throughout his life. Um, they... they had a, a really strong bond, but it wasn't anything. There was no like romantic chemistry or anything. It was just like oh, really good friendship. Knows what you say, but uh, well, I mean, according to my research, yeah, uh, maybe yeah, in private yeah, they had yeah, something yeah, secret, yeah. but I don't know. Uh, so from there, everyone knows that like you know Jada Pinkett and Will Smith have open marriage. So oh, did yeah. they? Okay, well maybe her Supposedly. first was uh, Tupac. Yeah. Uh, so it, from there, uh, from Baltimore, he moved to California. His family moved to California in '88. So it may seem surprising that he moved from the East Coast to the West Coast and was the basically a prime figure in creating that East Coast versus West Coast rivalry yeah. in the, the rap community because he came from the East Coast. So, yeah. so, so I thought that was an interesting. Yeah, I, I thought that was a, an interesting little fun fact. Um, so when he moved into when he moved to California. So my question though is why does there need to be a rivalry? I don't know. I get maybe it, it like back then with the drug stuff, like with gangs, they had drugs and they were trying to like fight over. Well, that's the thing. Like, I think the rivalry has less to do with the music than with yeah. the, the, the actual gangs that the musicians were, were affiliated with. Yeah. Affiliated with. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that, that could have been it. Uh, later on, I will mention about the, how the rivalry between like Biggie Smalls and uh, Tupac kind of started yeah and that could have i guess exacerbated whatever was there between east coast and west coast because they kind of hated each other but so he he actually his career as a like a hip-hop artist i guess started or was kicked off as a backup dancer and MC in the hip-hop group digital underground hell yeah do you remember digital underground not at all what you don't know the Humpty Dance? All right, stop what you're doing, because I'm about to ruin the image and the style that you're used to. I look funny, but yo, I'm making money, see? So yo, world, I hope you're ready for me. Now gather round. I'm the new fool in town, and my sound's laid down by the underground. I'm drinking all the Hennessy you got on your shelf. So just let me introduce myself. My name is Humpty, pronounced with the Humpty. Yo, ladies, oh, how I like to funk thee. And all the rappers in the top ten, please allow me to bump thee. No? Okay. All right. Well, anyways, so the Humpty Dance, I, like, that again, I guess this goes to... Well, like... this, this is my, my, uh, my gangster rap cred, uh, is... That wasn't even gangster. My, my uh, any kind of rap cred, my any kind of hip-hop, I don't know, man, my cred, I, feel like I have the, no cred. The, the Humpty Dance was, like, making fun of, like, hip-hop and whatever, uh, anyways, so, um, he was a backup dancer and, uh, and the MC for Digital Underground, so that was kind of his first jump into the hip-hop gang uh or game 
and he ended up signing with Interscope Records in 91. And from 91 to 93, he had some run-ins with the police. There was uh, once where he was jaywalking, and uh, the police like beat him pretty brutally, according to, to his uh, account of the thing. He ended up getting, I think, $43,000 or something settlement from that. So something did happen there. And then, so in 91, he releases his first album, Tupacalypse Now. Didn't make any top 10 hits. Um, but Good it title, was, though. Yeah, yeah, it was a cool title. Uh, it was a defining moment of his career, and it was influential for the next generation generation of rappers, which uh, Nas, Eminem, and The Game had commented on that that was like an album right. that kind of spoke to them. And then it was his second album that broke him into the mainstream. And it was, so the, the album, it was in 93 and the album was titled Strictly For My, and then N, Explicitive, 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 yeah. But it's an acronym for uh, Never Ignorant in Ghetto, in Getting Goals Accomplished. Um, so. N-I-G-G-A. Yeah. Uh, and so that one got him kind of on the charts into the mainstream. And then after that happened, he was arrested and convicted of sexually assaulting a woman where he served nine months in prison. And he claimed that he was wrongfully convicted. He said it was consensual, whatever. So he, he fought that charge. He ended up getting parole, but he didn't have the money. Or like he, he ended up getting bail. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he didn't have the money for it. And so this is where... Uh, music producer Suge Knight and Jim, Jimmy, uh, I don't know if that's Io, Iovine, Levine, I don't know. They paid the $1.4 million bail to get him released. And uh, since he couldn't afford that, he in turn signed a contract to make three albums under Death Row Records, which is what Suge Knight right. uh, was um, the the producer of, I guess. So before he went to jail, a day before the verdict to that case, he was robbed and shot five times, leaving a recording studio. Now, this is important because so all of his jewelry was taken except for his Rolex. And this is, I think, where that rivalry kind of may have started between East Coast and West Coast because he, uh, Tupac. First accused, of all, I just want to say, yes, it's good they left his Rolex. Yeah, well, a man without his Rolex is nothing. Exactly right. How are you going to tell time? What time you got robbed? Um, but this right. is why, this is why they think it was like some sort of a, a setup. And so he later accused Jimmy Henchman. Sean Combs. I thought it was Jimi Hendrix. Oh, boy. Jeez. No, no. Jimmy Henchman, Sean Combs, and Christopher George Latour, also, a.k.a. Notorious Jimmy Henchman is not a great name for a criminal. <laughs> I know, right? right? That's what I was thinking. It's like, it's like the lamest comic book writer <laughs> shortcut name. It's like, Jimmy, yeah, uh, fuck, I don't it, know. Yeah, like, Henchman. Uh, oh, that's a good last name. Working with uh, uh, Frankie the Stab Stab <laughs> Killer Man. <laughs> So I don't know if you picked up uh, on uh, Sean Combs, if you know who that is. The Puffster. Yes, P. Diddy. Come on. I'm the definition of half man, half drugs. Ask the clubs, bad boy, that's what's up. Half the bucks, crush crews after us. No games, we ain't laughing much. Yeah, he's got a clean image now, but... But hasn't back always. then, yeah, he was he Maybe was it was it. a bit of a poopy man um, back then. And so Christopher George Latour, uh, also known as a Notorious B.I.G. Come on. Ha. Sicker than your average. Pop a twist, cabbage off instinct. Niggas 
don't think shit stink pink gators my detroit players tim's for my hooligans in brooklyn dead right if the head right biggie there and i papa been smooth since days of underwood tupac accused them of setting him up and that's kind of i think where the because they were all east coast rappers yeah. i think that's where kind of that hatred started between between east coast and west coast and later on notorious big i believe in one of his songs there's a line about like who shot you kind of thing yeah i remember seeing one of the, some of the videos i watched today like this is where it gets into like mm -hmm. people doing diss tracks at each other yeah which is another i think thing that's kind of unique to hip-hop yeah right although i guess like didn't like eric clapton's layla is about like isn't that... Fucking George Harrison's wife or something, Was it? right? Oh. Yeah. So it's kind of a diss track. Like, I guess. I, I guess so. I fucked your wife, but she won't take me back. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, so, okay. He was shot five times, but three hours after going to the hospital and getting those bullets removed, he checks himself out despite the doctor saying, like, this isn't a good idea. Yeah. Like, so, like he's, like, gangster as fuck yeah so he goes to prison probably high on like morphine at the moment maybe too, yeah right, right? But... yeah he's he's high on life i don't know maybe he had like something in his head he was gonna go get vengeance against whoever sure, yeah he ends up getting convicted of that uh that sexual assault but shortly after going to prison me and me against the world that album that he released uh propels him to the top of the billboard charts so he's in prison now the third album he releases gets him like super huge notoriety he sells 240,000 copies in a week like this guy is on fire um, and wow like what what are the image for like this the guy behind me against the world is exactly. in prison yes the world is taking him down oh my god and he's just he's one man fighting against it yeah help so a boy out he so that's his early life that's like kind of gets him into the uh the rap game gets his name known like do you have anything that you want to from your notes about his like actual life um i've got some oh, stuff about oh, his you think death. i have notes <laughs> i don't know you said you, you watched a I video watched some <laughs> youtube videos today that's the extent of my research okay so uh, let, let's go on about his death because this sure. is this is kind of where uh where all of the conspiracies i guess so i just want to place I'm, I'm currently browsing the the tupac shakur wikipedia page and as i'm scrolling through it um there's a subcategory here that says a uh, death row death row records yeah death row signs shakur when I first read that, I thought it said Death Row Signs Shakira. And I was like, <laughs> not sure what this has to do they with Tupac's story. But okay. thing, yeah. maybe, maybe she was yeah. the gunman. I don't know. Uh, although, funny you mentioned that because there is a picture of him and Shakira. And I think, Whoa. I think, or I don't know, I saw a picture of, of a Tupac looking She was on person. the grassy knoll. Well, I don't know if if that picture was one that somebody online was saying was like proof that he's still alive. Oh, okay. That there was a person looking like Tupac with Shakira, or if it was he actually. I don't think Shakira was around when Tupac was was big, so I don't know. Anyways, there's a picture of a Tupac looking person and Shakira. So okay, so about his death. So at the age of 25, Tupac was shot on Las Vegas Boulevard just after 11 p.m. Uh, it was September 7th, 1996, and he was just leaving a Mike Tyson fight. He was seated in the passenger seat of Suge Knight's BMW, and there was a large convoy of friends and associates that were in front and behind the vehicle. They're driving down the street, 
however it happens, somebody in another vehicle pulls up, yep. ends up like shooting the vehicle that Tupac is in. <laughs> ends to, up shooting the well, vehicle. Like they, they, like we they don't somehow pass like, a voice that, whoa, what happened? No, <laughs> no like they, they shoot the vehicle. But I mean, there's there's vehicles in front and behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They target yeah. his vehicle. Suge Knight's sitting right beside him. Tupac is the only one that gets shot in that vehicle. And uh, well, I think Suge got hit by like a bullet fragment. Oh, okay. A ricochet. Yeah. But anyway, so he gets shot there. He ends up succumbing to his uh, gunshot wounds on September 13th. And there hasn't been any charges or convictions of his murder. Now, in November of 96, so a month, uh, sorry, two months after he dies, there's an album called Machiavelli that is released. Yeah. And that's key also to the conspiracies. Is it? Yes, okay. Machiavelli. Keep that in mind because we'll go over that. So that's that's his death in a nutshell is he's driving from a Mike Tyson fight. I think there's some some stuff that happened earlier that night, an altercation. He got in a fight somewhere yeah, or somewhere. It, I yeah. think it was in the arena uh, or something. With the guy who is supposedly responsible for shooting him. But no one's been convicted or... No, but... Or, yeah, the yeah, there's the... Orlando yeah. something. So there's an altercation there and ends up getting shot. And then, yeah, he dies a few uh, few days later or yeah. a week later. Or so they want you to think. Exactly, yes. So now we get into the conspiracies. Yeah, all right. This is the fun part. I've got a few here, and then I found some more later on. So I've got some sheets that are actually, like, typed up today. Are you impressed with me? Yes. I've got, like, four, four or five sheets of, like, actually typed notes. I feel like this is, like, the most interested I've been in a conspiracy in so a while. So let me start <laughs> with, like, the first, the first YouTube video I started watching was called something like Tupac Conspiracy Assassination or Accident, I think, was the other one. And it was, like... <laughs> I stopped after about 20 minutes because I was like, I think the whole point of this documentary is that he was intentionally murdered. And I thought we all just kind of knew that. <laughs> like, I don't know if we need some kind of hard-hitting investigation to come to that conclusion. Somebody shot him. <laughs> On purpose. Um, you mean it wasn't one of those well-known accidental drive-bys? <laughs> Oops, it was the wrong car. <laughs> I wasn't looking for that, a hip-hop rap artist. Oh, it was a different it. one. Yeah. Why, are, why are all the hip-hop artists in Vegas right now? They're so hard to find. Okay, so the one that I've got at the top of my list is that he faked his own death. Yeah. Now, why would he fake his own death? That's a good question. You might be asking. There was a few reasons that he kind of wanted to get out of the limelight, I guess. He had, there was some people that, According to the theory, I mean, this is, I'm all not going to jump the gun here. According to, you know, some of the theories is that he had heard that, that people like wanted him dead because yeah. he, I know. So like, so there was the idea that he wanted to start his own label. He wanted to get out from uh, death row records. He wanted to start his own label called Machiavelli. Mm -hmm. uh, and Suge Knight was like, fuck no. Uh, and then he had him killed. <laughs> yeah, so that's one of them. The reason here that they uh, they mentioned that he faked his own death is because 
he like he was very popular that the rivalry between east and west was getting like it was it was hot like he had to wear a bulletproof vest a lot of the time because he like it was gang life yeah, yeah. and so after this shooting he was in the hospital for a few days and so they're saying that he just wanted out of that life and this was a good chance a good an easy way for him to kind of pull out of the limelight and not have to worry about people, you know, that that gang rivalry, people hunting him down. So right, that was right, right. one of the reasons why they figure that he could have faked his own death there. And there's a lot of stuff like I think it was only his mom that actually saw him in the hospital uh, other than like nurses and doctors, if he was actually at the hospital. Well, and I, I had read a thing or saw a thing on YouTube that he wasn't even in the car that got shot at. Yes, there is another theory that he, yeah, he actually had like a doppelganger in there or whatever. So isn't it great to be so rich that you can have a double that will sit in a car and take bullets for you? I mean, I I imagine the double didn't think that he was going to be taking bullets. He probably didn't. No, that's, no again, yeah. you're so rich that you can just hire a guy to do that, and you but don't even have to tell him that he's going to get shot. And so, like, one of the things I don't even have in my notes, and, and one of the reasons why people are so, uh, like, they figure that the the murder was so, like, so many weird things happened there is because, like, the LAPD, I remember seeing something about the LA, or sorry, not LAPD, LVPD, the Las Vegas Police Department, really didn't put a lot of effort into solving this case, like, solving this crime. And so people are thinking that it was, a lot of it was staged just for these reasons, so that Tupac could get away, um, like, one, because he faked his own death, another, because he was being harbored by the government, uh, and this was in an exchange for information about the gangs. Oh, of course. Yeah. Uh, and so there were the, you know, a lot of people, when you see inactivity from police that are trying, you know, supposed to be solving these crimes and they just don't give a shit. One of the reasons could be like they're trying to cover something up. Another could be because it was a black on black gang violence yeah, and they yeah. really didn't care. Well, and some of it too, because I, I did watch a YouTube video with, uh, the uh, one of the detectives at the LAPD who worked the case. Mm-hmm. And uh, so one of the things he talked about was how these people who became um, suspects or persons of interest, such as uh, Orlando, whatever his last name was, died. Kind of hard to arrest someone who's dead. Yeah. So, you know, when you say like, oh, no one's ever been arrested for this crime... It could very well be that no one ever will be because the perpetrator was killed not long after the crime was committed. But I don't even think they, like, closed the case. I don't think you can without... But, I mean, you can have... You can say that this is the person that did it and this is the reason why we believe that. And so that would be be the conclusion of the case. You can't... I mean, unless it's going to trial, it's not closed. You can't close... The police can't just be like, boom, we solved it. This, the the solving happens at the trial stage. But they didn't even convict anyone. They you could can't have been convict like, a dead guy. That's my point. I don't know. But they could have. I don't know. They could have said that. Whatever. It, Maybe, I don't I think don't they know. can. I don't think they can. So uh, going back to faking his own death and the Machiavelli reference. Machiavelli. Uh, Machiavelli. Do I, I have another note about. Okay, here's the notes I have. Believing that Machiavelli espoused his espoused faking one's death. Fans reasoned that Shakur's adoption of the stage name Machiavelli 
and the inclusion of the phrase exit Tupac, enter Machiavelli in the album Sleeve for the Dawn Kaluminati, The Seven Day Theory, an album which also depicts Shakur as Jesus Christ, were all deliberate clues left behind by the artist. And theorists have also picked apart a video interview with Shakur's mother, the only individual besides hospital personnel to see the artist after he was admitted, who said, in the end, he chose to leave quietly. So conspiracy theorists are saying that that's basically, yeah, he wanted to get out of this gang life, use that as the opportunity to kind of step back into the darkness yeah. and live a normal life. Did you see all of the uh, the photos and video footage of Tupac? Not all like, of it. After he died? No. So You mean his doppelganger fake? No, I mean him. Oh. The the alive, the all of the video footage oh, that yeah, proves yeah. that Tupac. Yeah, yeah, like people lived. reporting that they've seen him. Yeah. A lot of those, and I haven't I don't know if I've seen all of them. It's a dumb question for me to ask. Have you seen every <laughs> Have you single seen every single thing of this? Because I know yeah. exactly all of them. Uh, but I watched this video on YouTube. Once again, YouTube has been my source of all of information for this podcast. <laughs> that was like the top 10 sightings of Tupac after he died. And a good half of those sightings were in other rap music videos. And I just think like if you're if you're trying to like live undercover and, and hide your life from existence, you don't make cameo appearances in music videos of the genre that you were well known for when you were alive. It's just bad form. Yeah. So I guess touching on that, there have been now with like, um, was it holographic stuff or whatever? They have. Oh, actually... yeah. There's been like post posthumous concerts. Which yes. Is fucking a weird ethical question. Yeah, it is weird. Although his his family estate is OK with it, which is another reason why people are like, we think that he's alive still because his family's totally cool with all this stuff. Um, and I think his mom is the one in charge of his estate and she's making yeah. a lot of money and she's actually signed some record deals for him, you know, after the fact. Well, and that's another thing that comes up that people talk about uh, is the fact that it was his mom. Seven of his 11 platinum albums have been released since he died. Yes. Um, and it could just be that he's got that much, you know, so music stockpile. Yes, he does. Well, there, you don't know. No, uh, there was an article that I uh, read and it and Suge Knight talks about. And well, this that's is what where... they want you to think. Not that he's out there well, writing new true. music. Okay, this is sorry. This is what they're like, reporting. Unless you got into the fucking like the, the, the vault, the, that the all vault, these, yeah, Suge Knight's vault, <laughs> yeah, that says um, Tupac on it. So this is this is what Suge Knight is saying, anyways, or at least Death Row Records is that they had like Tupac would he'd probably go into a recording studio and just riff off a bunch of stuff. Like yeah. this guy was amazing. And so just like Michael Jackson, right? Like he's got a lot of stuff that and they Prince. released after. Yeah. So they, they had like albums worth oh, yeah. of stuff yeah. that he had riffed off that could be released, you know, at a later date when they put some musical tracks to it. And so his mom and death row records, I believe came to a deal where she would get some of the proceeds, or his estate would get some of the proceeds from any albums that were le released, at, you know, after his death. And so I, th that kind of touches on something that I want to talk about later, and I'm going to get you to listen to. There's some songs that have been released after the fact that he's died that... At first, I was like, um, I could I could see this as like maybe he recorded it before. But there's one that sounds a lot like him. If there's a song that has released since he was died that was went something like, look at me, I faked my death. Uh. 
Think 16 years, still stuck in a dark cage. Living in my mind, thinking about the fate we take. Not seven, not six, I remember like it's yesterday. I got a lot to say. Gonna make a thug, make a cry. How the media said that I died, but I'm still breathing. Who do you believe in? Everything that you said was a lie. You see, listen, we was in Vegas, getting faded. In the city of sand, I had a bad feeling that night. After the fight at the MGM. Can you feel me? We left the telly on the way to the club These hoes pulled up right beside us My adversary steady plotting on my death Squeeze the bullets to my name on my chest Okay, so is the argument here really How did someone write a song about what happened to Tupac after what happened to Tupac? Because, like, literally, you just have to pay attention to what happened and then write a song about well, it. Well, okay, so, no. The argument isn't about how they wrote that song about him. The argument is that that sounds a lot like Tupac. So the fuck what? Well, I, I mean, that's the conspiracy, is that it sounds a lot like Tupac, and he's rapping about what happened that night. Yeah. He's, you know, says something about, I'm sitting next to yeah. Suge, bullets yeah. in me, or whatever. Yeah. So except, that's, that's except, where the conspiracy is. Throw that out there. Uh, yeah. It might not be Tupac. It might, it might not just be. be someone who's culturally aware of what happened and wrote that a song about it. a lot like Tupac. So another one of the conspiracies, though, is that he's hiding in Cuba. Yep. And um, so some of the some people speculate that Shakur uh, was weary of the bloodshed that accompanied rap, the rap beef, and uh, he wanted to escape it. And so he ended up going to Cuba because, as I mentioned before, his aunt, who was part of the Black the Black Panthers, had gone to Cuba for asylum because she was wanted by the U.S. And so she had gone there. So people oh, are saying. Okay. That he, he's got family there. Yes, he's got family there. He went there to escape. And so he's hiding out there. And there's been people that have taken pictures and, yeah. you know, posted them online of like, yeah, I saw, Cu- I saw Tupac in Cuba. He's working the, at Subway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, I don't think he'd need to work at all. His album. You gotta like fit in though, man. He's still like the top selling, one of the top selling hip hop right, artists but you of can't, all time. You can't, you can't flaunt that in in uh, in Cuba because otherwise you're going to stand out. People are like, oh, that is Tupac. Like, he never has to leave kinda... his estate. But Nobody he does, has to know because people is. get pictures of him. Well, that's true. I mean, yeah, I guess he'd want to. There's a couple theories that suggest Tupac switched with a double, as he talked to, yeah. uh, and was flown out of Vegas by a helicopter after learning that someone was planning to assassinate right. him. So, uh, hey, double, go take those bullets for me, would you? <laughs> yeah. No, I think he would have sold it as like, hey, uh, yeah, I just, there's a lot of like reporters out yeah, there. Yeah, no, that I, got, get, I got some tummy yeah, issues. Yeah, I need you to just go right there. Uh, I want to escape, you know, I just got to go live on yeah. the toilet for a while. You go out and uh, <laughs> yeah. absorb all that adoration. Everything's going to be fine. Yeah, What was his worry. name again? Scott? Oh, yeah, thanks, Scott. Bye. Yeah, we'll, we'll meet you at the hotel. So of those people that were planning an assassination that he, he may have heard of, uh, one of them was Suge Knight, his, yes. uh, yeah, the, the producer, as I said, cause he wanted to get away from the guy. Yes. Because yeah, he wanted to, uh, he wanted to basically leave death row records yep. and do his own thing. And Suge Knight, I think was, he was growing so big and he was getting a lot of money and he was like, at this like, point, F you're you, like, uh, I potentially s- more valuable to me dead than alive. Exactly. Right. Cause he owned all of his, yep. all of his songs at that point. Uh, the other one was Biggie Smalls from the yep. East coast. Meanwhile, Biggie was killed like six months later. Exactly, yeah. And to that's... the day, to the hour. Really? No, I'm oh, lying. okay. I have no idea. You're making this shit up. I mean, that's all I do. That's what I'm here for to do. Uh, so yeah, anyway, so they, they, they figure that, yeah, Biggie, or that's one of the conspiracies that Biggie, you know, followed through on all of his threats and ended up doing something. And now I <laughs> I have some evidence in air quotes here oh, of, okay. uh, of why people 
feel that uh, he's still alive. Um, so he named his last album Machiavelli, yeah. The Seven Day Theory, and it was an interesting source of inspiration as the author, Niccolo Machiavelli, wrote in his masterpiece, The Prince, about faking death to fool your enemies. Yes. And so that's a big thing. And a lot of the, the lyrics in there talk about, uh, you know, rising from the dead after seven days or whatever. And basically, yeah, dying and coming back again. And so people are thinking, like, why would he choose, you know, why would he change his name to Machiavelli? Uh, or sorry, why would he reference Machiavelli, but not spelt the same way as Machiavelli and reference a lot of those things? obviously because he was planning he was telling people that he was going to fake his death and come yeah, back uh, in seven days in yeah. seven days yeah was there a seven um, day gap there yes from uh, his... well, i'm gonna get into that this because seven is a big thing so yeah. uh and then there's a music video uh for his single hail mary which featured tupac quite literally rising up from the earth uh, to murder all of his enemies. So they figure he kind of pulled back from things. He faked his death. And, and then, then he's going to go and murder gonna, all his enemies. Yeah. And I think in this case, by now, because it's been so long, by murdering his enemies, he's just waiting for... For them to die of natural <laughs> causes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm more of a passive murderer, you know? Yes. Um, so, and in 2003, his posthumous double album, Better Days, features an outro where Tupac repeats the words, expect me, an expletive, like you expect Jesus to come back, I'm coming. And this was after he's dead. Right. So, how right. did they record that? So... <laughs> Well, one, he would have recorded it before he died. <laughs> and two, uh, what's the track record on that whole Jesus coming back thing? Uh, well, I mean, we're still waiting. Uh, yeah. For how many years now is it? I think, what are we at? 2021 years? Yeah. Ish, give or take. Yeah, so like, if he's saying, like, I'm coming back, like, Jesus coming back, yeah. my first take is like, oh, so not at all then. <laughs> okay. See you never. But I mean, maybe maybe he was just telling that to his family, and he's with his family right now. Right, and, and the, and the family Cuba. are still like Jesus never came back either. What the fuck are you talking about? No, because uh, well, maybe Jesus did come back, and we think he's a homeless person, and we don't give him money. And he's like, "Hey guys, I'm Jesus," and we're like, "Yeah, right, you're crazy." Yeah, except he'd be like, "Hey, Je hey guys, I'm Jesus. Uh, I need a sandwich, and I shit myself." <laughs> Um, so oh, on, yeah, an, yeah, yeah. on another song, I, I ain't hard to find. He raps the lyrics. <laughs> I ain't hard to find. As long as you go to Cuba, I'm <laughs> yeah. living in Cuba. I faked so, my death. Okay. Hold no, on. that's it, right? No, here's the, here's the <laughs> lyrics. I heard rumors. I died murdered in cold blood, dramatized pictures of me in my final state. You know, mama cried, but that was fiction. Some coward got the story twisted. That pretty much says it right there. Like, he is hard to find, though. The title's not very <laughs> appropriate. He's hard to find because we haven't found him. Um, but he rapped about all that stuff. I <laughs> so. mean, he was a guy who was, at least for a portion of his life, expecting to get killed. It's funny he would write a song about how he got killed. He, well, we'll so talking about that, the fans are interpreting his lyrics to reference his 96 murder yeah. rather than the five shots that he survived after getting robbed outside of New York's uh, Quad Studios back in 94. 
That's so, a good point. He could be talking about that too. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah, yep. he could have been like, yeah, rumors were I died because maybe reports came out like, oh yeah, he was shot five but times. I didn't. He died. Yeah, I didn't die. I'm back. My mom cried, but y'all fucking liars or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. So a lot of these lyrics could yeah reference that because he was alive after that shooting. But in an article on highsnobiety.com, uh, yeah, I got this whole article thing that, here. Uh, I'm going to read out. That bastion of journalism, highsnobiety. Yes, yes. uh, Thomas Hobbes wrote the following about the Machiavelli album. Yeah. Weirder still, Suge Knight hasn't listed as, wasn't listed as the record's executive producer, but Simon was. Yes, the first apostle to see Jesus rise from the grave. Tupac, who was shot in Las Vegas on September 7th, took seven days to die. And if you listen to Hail Mary loudly enough, you can hear someone whisper, you think I'm dead? Around the three second mark, followed by Tupac's slightly louder reply of, wait seven years. And then he goes on to say, Tupac's political uh, revolutionary aunt, Asada Shakur, has been hiding from the FBI in Cuba since 79. A perfect location for her nephew to hide out in. Hide out in. Right. Or Except so wasn't, I told wasn't myself. Supposed to pop out after seven years. Well, uh, give or take. Uh, <laughs> seven twenty-seven. Um, yeah. Someone, hold on. Someone even persuaded me that Tupac's autop- autopsy picture was faked by cutting his sleeping body from the California Love Remix music video and pasting it onto a mortuary table via Photoshop. And there you go. That's uh, that's proof enough. Why don't you just take a picture of the dead guy? Because that guy may have, I don't know, he didn't, didn't look, didn't look enough cl- like close enough. He may not have looked like Tupac. Well, then you put a couple of bullets in his head and then you say like he was shot in the head too. And then you don't have to. Like, well, guys, I, I don't need to tell you how to do your jobs when it comes to like faking a murder or whatever. Like, God damn it. Some other, another conspiracy I have is that the CIA killed him. Right. Because he gave a voice to gangsters. Now, going back to you, you had asked a question of the number seven, and seven is key. And oh, is this what's going to clear it all up now? No, this is just, there's a, okay. this is another one of well, the- Well, when you say it's key, it's like, this is going to be the moment well, that opens up the whole I, conspiracy for you, and you're going to see it. I mean, you're going to see it. There's a reason why conspiracies are conspiracies, because we haven't figured out the solution. <laughs> anyway, so back to the number seven, it's key. That, Let's tell me more about the number seven. Yeah, numerologist knows that, okay, he was shot on September 7th, which is also septum- which is the Latin root word of September, meaning seven. And he was 25 at the time of his shooting. Two plus five equals seven, in case you can't do math. He died at 4.03. Four plus three is seven. His birthday was June 16th. One plus six is seven. And he was killed seven months after the release of his last album. And his career lasted seven years. I don't know how you refute that. Mic drop. Well, <laughs> the episode ends. My right response <laughs> to the seven years and seven months would be that would be that would be legitimately interesting if it was exactly to the day seven years and exactly to the day seven months. I doubt it was. But I mean, years you can round. There's you've got no. 364 days to work. No, with see, what there. You, it doesn't matter. No, no, no. It's on this date in 1996. 
And on this date, seven years later, we're not doing some 365 bullshit. I'm just bullshit. saying there happens to be a lot of seven references there. You know, <laughs> it's, it's, I'm just saying. You can find a lot of number references <laughs> if you go down numerology rabbit holes like um, that. Holy oh. hell. Oh, here's another here's an fun fact. Okay, it's a fun fact. so I don't know how I missed this. I thought I had this in my notes. Um, maybe I didn't. Um, I remember reading about it though that the Jewish Defense League was extorting. Yeah, so there was a um, like a hip hop extortion racket that was going on, and so the Jewish Defense League was extorting Tupac, and I forget which other artist, and. That's why they think that Tupac was killed because he was trying to expose that or he was going to expose it. I do remember hearing this is that, okay, a couple days before Tupac was shot, he got a call a couple days before, but somebody else got a call earlier, basically saying like, we're going to kill you, you know, you're whatever, you're stupid, we don't like you. And so the Jewish Defense League came in and was like, hey, we'll protect you, you know, for X amount of dollars. And that's the whole thing behind the Jewish Defense League is that there was, but there was a call that would happen. Then the Jewish Defense League would come in after they found, you know, heard that so and so rapper or whoever yeah. is gonna was got this threatening call, and so they felt like that they were the ones making the call. But it was a couple days before he actually got shot that Tupac got the call. See, my my only takeaway from that is that like you can literally connect any single conspiracy to the Jews. Well, that's how they connected Tupac's. Is with this Jew. I didn't even yeah. know the Jewish people had a defense league. I, I mean, it's good that they've got a defense league, I guess. And as long as you don't believe that they're the ones that made the call, then they're really trying to help them. Yeah. As long as they're, they're not the ones running around murdering people. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so they're saying that they're, that was an extortion racket. And that, I think that was part of the why the government was like harboring him as well was to kind of like crack down on on that racketeering type thing so okay a, a couple other a random uh conspiracies about tupac in a 1996 video for to live and die in la shakur is shown wearing an edition of nike air jordans that weren't released until two months after his death so how do you explain that todd how do you explain that to live and die in la no it's a music video to Live and Die in L.A. It's one of his songs. Oh, okay. There's also a movie called that. Now, okay, I'm... Uh, <laughs> all right, so up to this point, I've been excited that maybe Tupac could be alive. But the shoe thing but, tips you over, right? Well, no, okay. So in the clothing industry, in any industry... But shit, particularly the clothing industry. Well, yeah. Shit is, is done months before. There's prototypes oh, that are done yeah, yeah, yeah. months before... It actually gets released to the public because, right, yeah. you know, the designers, they want to know how it looks. I feel like Tupac was the alpha such, of a, our yeah, shoe. such a celebrity. Yeah. He could have been given whoever the designer was, was. Very well known for his footwear. Exactly. And they're like, we know you're releasing a video soon. Do you want to wear our thing and that will promote it? So uh, yeah. I can't really subscribe to that theory. Just saying. Also, the story of his alleged cremation doesn't add up. Yeah. Like, Shouldn't doesn't add up? Isn't, like, the weight of his ashes? Well, or? they don't add up to seven. No. Oh, <laughs> no! What happens now? It's eight. No, um, so Suge Knight's claim that Shakur's cremation cost him three million, which seems a bit pricey, uh, seeing as the average cremation costs about one thousand. 
Also, the man who allegedly performed the cremation disappeared shortly thereafter. However, I bet you could get some pretty high-end cremations in Las Vegas if you wanted to. They also burned his house? I don't know. Like, what else did they... (laughs) So I did briefly work in the funeral industry, and I will tell you that they will try to... Uh, they'll just try to like upcharge you on things and be like, you know, have you considered uh, buying this diamond encrusted uh, <laughs> casket to cremate and your loved it one? It needs in? to burn at forty thousand right. degrees. Yes, but it will prove we have that to shoot you... it into the sun. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a fun one. Quincy Jones was cremated as well. Uh, No, he's still alive, I think. Uh, But no, he had him killed because Shakur. (laughs) (laughs) This is funny. He because Shakur refused his sexual advances. So Quincy Jones had Quincy Jones apparently wanted Shakur. Okay, can you you go back to calling him Tupac? Every time you say Shakur, I'm hearing Shakira. So <laughs> stop doing that. I'm very confused right now. Sorry, it's like you know, Tupac. Okay, I'll call him Tupac. Yeah. I didn't know that Quincy Jones was gay. Uh, I'm not sure that's that's canonical. Well, apparently he is, according to this conspiracy. Well, he can be bisexual. He can be pansexual. Okay, sorry, bisexual. Well, Tupac didn't want it, and that's why Quincy Jones had him murdered, according to this website. Uh, oh, by the way, the website is thoughtcatalog.com. Yeah, it sounds trustworthy. It's totally. It's, uh, and then, oh, Guys, you mentioned. by the way, if you're bisexual or pansexual, no shame. It's all good. Yeah, we don't care. I don't know. You can have sex with whoever as long as they're willing. Yeah. Um, so the Illuminati, you mentioned them earlier. They right. always come up. They've tried to give the Tupac Illuminati the Illuminati and the Jews, they always come up in conspiracy. I know. So the Illuminati killed him for using their name. And this proof, <laughs> this is proof. That you should never culturally appropriate the, Lu- the Illuminati. Oh, it's cultural appropriate. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's interesting. So we should stop talking about the I'm Illuminati. I'm just like, wow, like, like they're going to kill anyone who uses the word Illuminati? That's a lot of fucking people to get through. Well, well, but like he culturally appropriate. I think it was the Illuminati was his album. Illuminati. Oh. Yeah. So he's like, he's making fun of it. Yeah. Don't do that. Right. So like we're if, talking about them in a serious sense. We can talk sense. about the Illuminati, yeah. but if I go out like, with a Halloween costume with yeah, a big no, pyramid on my no. head and my eyes through it, that's It's okay for us to talk about how they have sex with the lizard people. That's fine. Yeah. But because it's fact. But if we talk about them and like dress up as them and try in a to have costume sex with and it's a person, joke, yeah, it's that's bad. Gotcha, Don't do gotcha, that. Gotcha. We will get murdered. And then uh, the other one is Crips gang members associated with Orlando Anderson killed Tupac. Orlando Anderson. That's the one that I was yeah, talking about. He, he was, was the guy. He's the trigger man. Yeah. And uh, that's the most likely explanation because, yeah, they had that, uh, that fight now. before. And, yeah. So... And that LAPD cop that I watched on YouTube said that it was, it was him. He knows it's him. Uh, and YouTube is the best source of all. Here's a fun fact. Like, this Ooh. is how gangster Tupac was. The the police officer. <laughs> it sounds like this up to a bad show. Hey, no, how gangster? No, like, how gangster yeah. is Tupac? He was so gangster. He, how fat was your mother? No, but she like, was so fat when she sits around the house. She sits around the house. Oh my god! No, like seriously, the police that uh, the last one that int- like that got to Tupac and actually got to interview him asked him like, "Did you see the shooter?" And apparently Tupac's last words were 
I, I'm pretty sure it was like, fuck you. Because he, uh, I guess he just had that much of a distrust for the police that he didn't want, even if he had saw, I don't know if he'd seen his murder, if he was murdered. Have or we if considered he just... the possibility that the shooter's name was fuck you? Wow. I think you just, <laughs> I think I may have just, you just broke the... <laughs> that case wide open. <laughs> but in this one, it says that he, so he wouldn't name the shooter, but he did insist that this hit was by the Crips in retaliation for the beating earlier that night. So of the Orlando Anderson guy. I'm struggling to like paint a picture in my head where like, first of all, he also, he, when, when asked what the name was, he says, fuck you. But then also insists that it was this other thing. He's just lying there bleeding out going, fuck you. But also, uh, well, I mean, definitely he, about, he died like a week later. But like I, I could see the police yeah, but how coming much conversation to the scene. Was happening in those seven days. Oh, he was probably like, oh, oh fuck you, copper. Oh, this was the fucking Crips. Oh. Like I could see it being like that. <laughs> I don't know. I've never been shot, so I don't know how much pain I'd be in. But I just, I, I like, want to see I, that. I, I, I want to see that audio okay, clip also, cut out and like put over like a reenactment of <laughs> of Tupac dying. Look, I want to respect Tupac because really? he's, yeah, he's been, like, he's taken me through some tough times okay, with sure. his rap life. Uh, but, but no, like, I could totally see, you had said before, you didn't really listen to Tupac. Nope. I've heard, like, his stuff. I could totally, I, I, I guess as a white male, <laughs> I can understand his... His angst. Yeah, totally. A little, yeah. A little bit more. There's no you. one more white male than Tupac Shakur. <laughs> no, I can understand it more than you. Because um, you're a you know, darker because white Because I used male. to listen to it. Oh, okay. yeah. oh that, that's a big giveaway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's true. I'm kidding. That's true. I got nothing uh, over here. No, so like I could. I, I did. Could... I did. I did listen to uh, uh, Two Life Crew on my other podcasts. <laughs> so I at least have some familiarity with rap and hip hop. Oh, okay. So you were pretty much the same level of. Right, yeah. Like, hip-hop rap listening <laughs> anyways so that's yeah that was the the fun fact did i say where he's been spotted cuba before cute Q- well cuba south africa and somalia he's been uh, a globe trotter so well that's there i mean if you can't travel the globe once you're dead once you've faked your then death, when can you when travel can you? <laughs> exactly uh and then okay i have another fun facts page here uh, did I tell you about the CIA tweet? Or CIA tweet? Did the CIA tweet "We killed Tupac Shakur"? Suck it, dildos. No, but so many people believed that they knew where he was. They tweeted, "No, we don't know where Tupac is." Hashtag Twitter anniversary. <laughs> and that was on. I don't know if that was their first or second uh, Twitter anniversary on July 7th, right. 2014. Is it weird that I kind of want to make Tupac Shakira a thing? <laughs> I mean, you can. I'm not sure what that it's would Shakur, be. It's Shakur. Tupac Shakur. Maybe I'm saying it weird. I don't know. No, 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 no. no. But there could be like, you could do like a, uh, like some kind of a crossover, some kind of a, what do you call that? A, oh, a like a, yeah, mashup. A mashup. Tupac I'm, Shakira. I would be surprised if there wasn't one already. Okay, this kind of, this one goes back to when I mentioned something about the Jewish um, Defense League. Tupac and Eazy-E, he was the other one that were being extorted. And uh, that's according to the FBI. And I have a link to a, a MassLive.com article. Okay. I don't know, it's like 174 characters long, so I'm just not going to read it. But anyways, so there's an article, if you just Google that, you'll find it. <laughs> 
Pedro the Lion had 160 characters. No fucking more. Like Twitter. All right. If it's longer than a certain amount, I'm just not going to fucking do it. Uh, but no, anyway, so Tupac and Easy e another great uh, icon that I, I that is. L- used to list. What? Oh, my sweet Jesus. We got to have like a, just a rap listening party one day. Anyways, so they were both being extorted. He was the other one that was called um, basically saying, we're going to kill you. And that's where the Jewish Defense League came in. Right. Okay. And then here's something I'm going to read because I, I thought it was important earlier and then I copied and pasted it from biography.com. Mm, okay. In a 2014 interview with Vegas 7, a local newspaper, he describes the mayhem and reveals what could have happened to rappers, uh, being the rapper's last words, after struggling to get a fatally wounded Shakur out of the vehicle, sorry, Tupac, out of the vehicle. (laughs) The officer tried to obtain information from him to identify the shooter. The officer recounts, he looked at me and he took a deep, uh, he took a breath to get the words out and he opened his mouth and I thought he was actually going to get some, I thought he was actually going to get uh, some cooperation. Sorry. I thought I was, <laughs> I'm drunk. I thought I was actually going to get some cooperation and the words came out, fuck you. <laughs> After that, he started gurgling and slipping out of consciousness. Shakur died six days later <laughs> at the age of 25. That's what I call feet and paste. I mean, if that's if that's <laughs> that where your priorities are as a person, that you would rather tell off the cops than potentially well, give but, them information about okay, who shot you. Like at that time, he had already been shot five times and he survived. And he obviously he was a gangster, so he didn't like the police because they yeah, were. Yeah, no, no. I'm just against. saying that's his choice. So he was like, that's I'm not choice. gonna. Yeah, why you do your fucking job, copper? Like I'm just so as likely do your job. Like Rah. when I when I get shot. Uh, down in Vegas, and I get picked up by the, you know, I'm in an ambulance. Snitches get stitches, right? And bitch. the police are like, "Hey, who shot you?" I'm just as likely to do a bad dad joke with the cop, <laughs> right? I'm not going to say "fuck you," but I'll be like, "Hey, cop, what do you call a magician who loses his magic?" <laughs> Ian. <laughs> Um, okay, well, I guess... Did you yeah, get it? I guess... No. Oh, magician. magician. Yeah, magic. Okay, I get it. Yeah, oh, it's a, it's a good joke. joke. I guess you've already, like, succumbed to your your death at that point when you were giving that joke. Yeah, no, that's the point. He is that, like... Right. He thought he was coming back. And then so, he's, But then he started gurgling. Hashtag gurgling believe. is never good. I mean, maybe he had mouthwash. I don't know. Um, so... <laughs> But no, no, no! It was gurgling, not gargling. <laughs> oh, I don't know. And then he started gargling his mouthwash for some reason. I don't know what was going on. Anyways, in a 2014 interview with Vegas Seven, a local newspaper. Oh, sorry, I read. <laughs> I'm the I'm same drunk. one again. Yeah, <laughs> That's the same one. No, okay. In a different. In another one, story. In, a, <laughs> in, in, in the eerily similar story. This is going to be four hours long because I need to keep all this shit. Uh, Tupac and Biggie were main players in the, notori- the notorious East Coast, West yes. Coast beef. But before it started, they were actually friends. I know. Did you know that? I did. Yeah. Um, so the issue started when Biggie released Who Shot Ya, a song that Tupac interpreted as a diss song towards him and you kind of and mentioned see, that diss track this is thing. the thing like he interpreted it as that like yeah couldn't he have just called his buddy up and been like hey man the fuck is this you dissing me 
that I don't know. That's the end of my fun facts. I don't know if they were fun, but hopefully they were facts. <laughs> so. My takeaway from this is that I, I want to write a diss track about somebody. Hopefully not about me. Okay. I don't know. My my takeaway from this. If I did, this, though, would you shoot me? No. Or have me shot? I don't have a gun, and I don't want to own a gun, and I'm yeah. not a violent person. I'll probably just not be friends with you. Uh, so I, we went through all of this stuff of Tupac. I am glad that we were able to do this podcast because I really like his music. And other than his illegal activities, he was like a cool dude. <laughs> like, I know. I'm just, it's just such a white guy. To, to yeah, say. Like, I, I am. You white. couldn't just be like, I think he's a cool dude. You have to be like, well, except for when he broke the law those times. And also yeah, when he did drugs, well, that's I mean, not I cool. Don't specify. do drugs. I didn't kids, approve but... of that. I did not approve of that <laughs> part of his life. Yeah. Anyways, I, I think he had some really good music that influenced the, the you know, a lot of artists that came after him. And it's hard to influence artists that come before you. It's that's, that's true. What I say. But I, if anyone could do it, it would have been Tupac. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> but there's just so there's a lot of questions, I guess, uh, from his his murder or the shooting uh, in on Las Vegas Boulevard that are there's a lot of co- maybe coincidences or is a better way to put it. So that's why it's interesting to me. I don't believe that he's still alive, but I can't say for certain that he's dead because nobody was, uh, you know, convicted and there was no... There was no coroner. Nobody, like, checked out his dead body. There was nobody... he's still releasing music. He's still releasing music. Like, I don't know. Sometimes it's as a different guy. Writing songs about dying yeah, exactly in Las Vegas. exactly about how he died with his same similar sounding voice. Yep. So, I don't know. Yep. I don't know. I'm just leaving it at that. I'm drunk. On gin and juice and OE. And OE. I don't know. I mean, this is more one of those fun podcasts, or one of those fun conspiracies that it really doesn't matter what the outcome is. It's just more of like an interesting thing. Let me just say, I guess, that if if Tupac is still alive in Cuba or wherever, uh, I hope he's having a good time. I hope he managed to get away from the shit that he wanted to get away from and that he's not he didn't just like move himself into another bad situation. Right. Because that's the worst. You try to get escape from where you are right now. You fake your death. You just wake up in some place else where it's just as fucking shitty as where you were before. So we're at three hours and 40 minutes right now of recorded audio. Yeah. I need to edit this down to yeah, boy, less do. than one hour. So, so I guess we should wrap it up. Eh? Uh, thanks for listening. Yeah. Um, I do have a joke for you. Oh, do if you? If you want to hear it. I do. Yeah. <laughs> Why is the word gangster not pronounced? Jangster. I don't know. Because there ain't no thing as a soft G. Get it? Like that's a soft gangster. Um so anyways, I've been Carlos Zia. <laughs> I've been Todd Sullivan. And we've been Half Cut Conspiracies. And this is where we try to figure out how to end the show. Yeah, so uh peace out, bitches. Yeah boy! Mm-hmm.